Phantom House. It's the place for podcasts. Welcome to the living room. Please make yourself at home. This week, I spoke with a very, very nice Reese Langston. We talked about, above all, form does not dictate content, and also about race and telling your story and being true to your sound. This is a very, very good one, guys. Reese is very nice, and we had a good, good chat. And here's something new. Um, We are officially being sponsored by Lauren Records starting this episode. The Living Room is supported by Lauren Records, the little SoCal record label that could. Lauren Records has released so many of her favorite bands from Walter Cetera to Lear, Joyce Manor, Summer Vacation, Shinobu, and even the best fest to come out of an American Legion Hall in Highland Park. They're the place to go for all your favorite DIY records, merch, and apparel. Dudes, we love Lauren Records. Aaron has supported our scene in a way that is immeasurable, and we would love to give him a little love back. So go online to lauren-records.com and buy something. The new Toby Foster record, the Winter Break cash shirt, or even the little Lauren Records enamel pin, which is really cute. It looks like a donut. Go to lauren-records.com, enter offer code LIVINGROOM for 10% off your first purchase. Again, that is offer code LIVINGROOM, one word, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase with them. Um, so anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode, dudes. Reese is great. You can go find his music online at soundcloud.com slash Reese Langston. Um, enjoy. This piece is called Early Defector. There was a blockage. A damned headlong that perforates collected interest. My part, two parts phobia of the cliche that is culture. One gelatinously unanimous, large bipartisan centrism fielding auctions through short stops and addition of bidders. With unarmed, soft-serve subpoenas, bureaucratically automated, an elected psycho with primary care to give as tactical detonation is to, DNC is to, KKK is to, RNC is to, BET is to, plastic black acronym yokes taking stockade, metrics mining theories of scarcity and last black body standing that might generate revenue, meme circulation, off-colored copied commentary. NPR will take the side of invariable art-washed malaise. The condiment drizzled best on slept on electronica. Meanwhile, some other idea walls wishing they were single-celled panopticons, global positioning, fundamental local illegal aliens, and the capitalists, and the cyberbrilled anarchists, and the academia fashion sense stage direct, the unpublicized gradient worldwide. All right! Ha. It posits the art or the deal of cutting the check. The arms or the alms, and the splurge young earners to speculate crisis methods to asylum and phylum lip service when tax day is vacation island. 
And when a freight car of alcohol blood content circled the hemisphere, left us tracks under an influence, and humanity, the race against time, is a theater house divided in trickle-down, subscriber-based, luxury-distance connectivity, saying by whomever accords Matt Damon as the lead in the used Blu-ray market bin five years from now. And by then we will learn more, see more, like available friends, like mutual shares. And you can edit your comments today, underwater, when this is no man's land, and it has been foreclosed upon by time or uncollected interest. All right! Mr. Langston, Mr. Langston. I don't know about that one, but that was, that was, that was, that was something new. I something like it. Wild. If you liked it. <laughs> I liked it. You liked it. We'll run with it. It sounds like the beginning of something. Yeah, like a grandiose intro. To yeah, it. that's what it sounds like. Well, yeah. I mean, if you if you want it, take it. <laughs> I'll take because that's probably the only time that'll ever be done that way. Okay. <laughs> Give you something special. <laughs> Great. Uh, can you just <laughs> introduce yourself and you the music that you make? Um. Reese Langston, representing the estate of the Lord Chocolate Davis in the land of Langstonia, um, vassalage and all forms of kind of fealty therein. Um, you know, chilling with uh, your boy Muckraker Jones, uh, Calculus Johnson, Terracera Washington, um, resident Harebrain, Dentist Rodman, you know, all of them. Jesus of Los Feliz, you know, we out here. Um, I'm a uh, musician by circumstance who makes uh, some word assemblages to, you know, collage samples. No, I'm just kidding. I make rap music, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's weird um, with the emphasis in, like, contemporary poetry, kind of. That's that's the that's the in. And then we got, you know, the beats, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's tight, too, like that, you know. Um and uh, it's just a, you know I'm trying 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 to build build my world and not my brand if you know what I'm saying. Maybe um, what does that mean? Well, you know I'm trying to be more of like a person than a brand. I feel okay. like a lot of nowadays it's it's uh, the other way around. Yeah. Um, just trying to like be 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 that be that dude. Genuine. Who's, who's that dude? <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, genuine. You know, if that's what you want to call it. I don't know. A little. uh just uh that's that's the music is 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 a byproduct of me just like kind of doing things i want to do and the fact that people are interested is cool yeah yeah something Sorry, was, something you do despite yeah that was circuitous and my apologies saying, no it's okay <laughs> <laughs> really theatrical <laughs> it's all right we're all here right. to hear the mind working oh yeah when did you start making music in general and then when what led you to this point Oh my gosh. To do this poetry focused yeah. sort of hip hop. Music, I was like, it was one of those things where I was kind of working on it. I mean, I was always, there was always like an instrument around, um, but I never really did much. Um, I remember my mom when I was like 11, she got a laptop and it was my first uh, experience with GarageBand. And I just made a bunch of loops and did some like really zany stuff. Um, and looking back on it now, it's kind of like some of the better conceptual stuff. I've done. Yeah. <laughs> because it was just so free and crazy. Like I did one song where I was like parroting an, an emo track and then it switched to like a country thing and then it switched to like a, 
uh, a commercial for like um this one commercial for like Dodge had this bass sample that GarageBand also had. And then like, so I did some like, like screamed, vo- uh, screamed vocals over that. And it was just like really interesting, like, um, like almost like method acting over these like little loops. Yeah. Um, which is, I think like kind of a common thread in what I do now. It's a lot of acting, um, and voices, but I didn't really do any music, honestly, from the time I was like 14 to 19 or 18. Um, and then like, why is that five years ago? Um, really? Cause I was like playing competitive basketball and kind of just like tunnel vision, man, mm. um, of my own accord and also not at the same time. So kind of playing into other people's expectations as well as being like, I'm going to make it to the NBA, you know? Yeah. Um, which, I mean, you know, we all got to have a we all got to have those those crazy dreams. Um but I don't know, I just as soon as like I realized, I kind of took a, a step and was like this isn't for me. I was able to like make like one of my first like mature decisions. Like this isn't for me. And I just found I'd always been doing other art and I found just ideas coming through various mediums like whether that would be something visual or something written. And then music just started to like, okay, I have all these ideas and other things. Started getting ideas musically. And then from there, that was like about five years ago. You know, like 2012-ish, 2011. Um, well, it's six years ago now, almost. Crazy. Um, damn. Uh, things just really started to become more, I wouldn't say clear, but, you know... Um, I definitely started making songs that had intent and purpose behind them. And it was like, I could kind of start like wiggling through concept and stuff. Mm. And, uh, I think the natural way in for me was because I didn't really have experience, uh, experience with instruments as adeptly as other people had, um, using words, and like being having like messages be so important to me i was like oh, okay this just makes sense like rap you can just say say stuff and it's music it's great yeah. and it, I, you know and there's a cool element to it you know i mean you know i'm trying to <laughs> always trying to you know be a little be a little cool out here you know i got my ego to stroke here and there but it's the one you felt you could do yeah yeah i mean really when it came down to it the tools i had um the tools I had, I think it was like, you know, th- this was the thing to do. And it became something, it turned from something out of necessity to something that kind of like, um, out of necessity to something that became a necessity, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And then who was it that like, like influenced you to have this sound like, and then, or mm. encouraged you, I guess, like who were you listening to? And then like who in your life was like. Yeah, do this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my sound probably is not as indicative of maybe my influences, I would say. Um, I listened to a lot of different music growing up. Uh, my parents were always like giving me, um, not giving me stuff, but they were really always had things playing that were of many different approaches and different sounds. I mean, anything from, like, Steely Dan to Bob Marley to the Red Chili Peppers to White Clef Jean. Um, and then I think I really started to 
in middle school, like subconsciously, you know, even before I was creating anything, really have my world kind of blown open. I think I listened to Return to Cookie Mountain by TV on the radio. That album, like, just at, at to hear that album at like 11, 12 years old and enjoy it, I think, <laughs> you know, like something that experimental um, and just like kind of fresh, um, I think that, you know, that definitely set a stage for me to kind of be into doing something that is a little like more uh, exploratory. Yeah. Have um, you seen them live? No, I, that's like the one I, I, I listen to them all the time and I've yet to see them live and I'm just, I'm, I'm so sad. I met. Put it on your list. Yeah, I met, I met Kip Malone and, in Brooklyn once. Put it on your list though. Like, I know. It's, it's incredible. They're one of the best live performances I've ever seen. I know, I just like, I, I definitely, I know. I'm just <laughs> sorry, sorry to salty. No, 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 it's you. all good. Um, you know, and then given, getting into rap too, you know, I'm, I, I really was interested for a while into like some kind of like, you know, mid 2000s mainstream hip hop, like Lil yeah. Wayne, <laughs> T.I. And, and Gucci Mane and stuff. Um, and then I I just started to really dig deeper um, into stuff like Diggable Planets, Farside, um, Diggable Planets, Farside, Talib Kweli, you know, Black Star, all that stuff. And Saul Williams definitely has been a, a and I think that was another person who like when I heard his music for the first time and his and his words too, because he's a multidisciplinary artist, um, which I you know aspire to consider myself and be considered as. Um, to hear his like stuff similarly was like, oh my god, like this is just breaking breaking everything open. Like, you know, the limits are obviously, you know, for different people with different goals, commercial when commercial yeah. kind of incentives get involved, those become limits. But when if you just really take it down to the music, you know, hearing stuff like that really showed me that uh, you can just 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 go break it open, just like kick down <laughs> kick down the door, you know, like do whatever you want. Um, and for a while, I was really like biting Saul Williams and Talib Kweli style like pretty heavy when I first started out, like, you know, just trying to be, how he's like, like eclecticisms and stuff. Um, and then I really just like through producing my own work because I didn't want to like go on YouTube and, uh, like search, like whatever, something type beat. Um, I think through fumbling through producing my own stuff, I was able to find a more unique sound. Um, but I was encouraged by my parents really, um, they're both, they're all artists. My stepdad too, who's a film composer. Um, he showed me like a demo on logic. He gave me a demo on logic rather. And, uh, gave me like a MIDI controller. I was like, just go like, do your thing. And I was like, okay, yeah. word. That's tight. Um, and yeah, yeah. So I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have, uh, be surrounded by people who are, um, you know, very open to what I'm doing and believe in it too. Like, you know, like my, my parents are like, you know, friends of mine will, or read a lyric that I've written. I wrote like a year ago and they'll come back to me and be like, Oh, that was, that was interesting. I finally got that. And it's like, wow, you were actually like, you went back. You went back. It's been sitting with all you. that time. Yeah. Um, that's nice. That's really cool. So yeah, support has, has, um, 
I think close support is really what's uh, what's 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 gotten me gotten me uh, to find find where I'm what I'm doing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're saying like producing your own stuff, like that's an interesting point to make because I feel like a lot of people who make rap do that out of necessity, but also like you you make this point where like it kind of shapes your own sound because you don't have someone else uh, saying what something has to sound like. It's sort of like your own concoction that's mixing in your brain. And do you have any like specific, uh, is there like a specific moment you can think of that where that happened? We're like, oh yeah, this is like, this is mm. me on me. <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of my last project I put out full frontal incumbent um, was that though I did have guest production on it, the, the fact that I mixed the whole thing myself and produced half of it, um, especially when it gets into like the weirder tracks, one of those tracks, Parallel Syntax, I think is the third track, where I'm just kind of like I'm playing the bass and like just I like collaged samples from 10 different songs and then I'm like doing some wailing singing over it. I was, um, th- that was I think a culmination of a lot of moments um, where I was like, this is... Like I couldn't, I couldn't have done this like with someone, with someone else's hands in there. Really, mm. like I just, it had to be just like a series of, a moments. I mean, I remember being in, in my dorm room when I was still in college, recording that, and I just did into a demo microphone and kept that same recording, um, and I was just alone, like made the beat and made like the skeletal kind of samples st- structure in like forty-five minutes, played the bass, then sang over it. And there's a lot of moments like that before, which that reminded me of. And it was like, I'm very much on my own time doing what I want. Um, and yeah, I think one of the first tracks I made that I'm not ashamed of, Calculus Johnson, which is only available in like as a video because I took it down from everywhere else, whatever. <laughs> um, that That was definitely a moment. Or it just, things just kind of spilled out naturally. Um, you know, where you just, you're able to really write a song. Cause I think a lot of sometimes rap gets um, caught up in, you compartmentalize it, you have the beat, and then you write the lyrics. Mm. Or it's like you do this holistically, it's just, it's like you're, you know, you're a songwriter. You're not just a lyricist, and I, I, I don't mean to like be a little pretentious and make that designation. It's, I'm not at all saying you know people are not making as valid art. That's not what I'm saying. But I think there's definitely something about like having being in control of everything and like writing and working on everything. It's, it's hard. I'm doing that right now. On a, I was about to ask. I'm like, how are you doing? <laughs> it's hard. It's really like. Trying to do everything is really frustrating, but in the end, um, you know, doing everything and then maybe having someone go in and and they say like, "Oh, I think you could add a snare there or something." That's different, um, and that's really what I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to get like a series of songs to the point where they're good enough where I can just get someone in and and produce it. I'm making quotations with my hands right now, you know, <laughs> like I composed it, but you produce it. If that makes any sense like you know someone I, I may compose it but someone else is helping produce it and 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 form it so yeah i mean i'm definitely sometimes i think maybe it takes the the uh the form of kind of being a little controlling maybe 
with uh being able to make all my beats and sometimes like I just don't want to work with anyone else yeah <laughs> so there's that and that that's you know that's that's a give and take too yeah it also yeah. sounds like like the holistic approach sounds like trying to photograph a moment of yourself because it's like it's the it's the beat and the words coming out of you all all at once rather than mm -hmm. going back over it yeah is i mean definitely the process is, is often incremental i'll like have a loop i'm working on a track right now that i I made a basic structure and I think it was November 2014 and I went back to it now and I added some bass and some extra samples and new drums and it still has that initial essence of it and now I've written two verses I have like an outro and a chorus and I'm trying to piece together like an arrangement and stuff um so yeah I mean that is it's, it's a moment and then it's like it's how you take several pieces and make them into a moment too. Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever. And again, <laughs> getting all high flutin out here, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you know. I I hear it. And, yeah. And then, because you said that uh, the way you describe the way like your type of sound at the very be beginning, <laughs> I can't even remember honestly. It was. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if like someone starts out that way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. How did you come to this as like, oh, this is what I'm doing? Because like, it is a natural progression, but like, where did you start? It wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't. It's very I, eloquent. I didn't go like full-blown, like medieval introduction from the start. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, I feel you. Um, yeah, I think it's just like working, working through it um, in the sense of, how should I say? Is is really just kind of an intuitive process where I've, you know, kind of just been myself and, if you will, adopted somewhat of a persona to encase myself in, like, oh, like Reese Langston, Langstonia and stuff. Um, but I think for something a little art that's a little more abstract, um, I've kind of been realizing, not realizing more and more, but it just, I feel like it's, it's been kind of subconsciously, I realize it's kind of useful to be able to just like point people towards a mythology that you're all like encasing this around. So, man, I think, was it, it was like late 2014 or mid, mid 2014, maybe, or like the name Chocolate Davis just came to me. And I just thought that was just such a cool name. And I was like, <laughs> yo, I have to just somehow, I have to somehow just rep, rep this name. Um, how can we do it? And then me kind of being into like action RPGs and stuff and like high fantasy and sci-fi and stuff. I was just like, oh, let's just, let's just, let's just go like, let's just go all, all the way and just like be kind of nerdy with it and stuff and do that. Um, and I think, you know, the fact that the vocabulary of some of the songs may be more elevated compared to, you know, like what conventional, what people think conventionally a rap and the concepts may be a little unclear. I think like doing something a little more like, even if it's sarcastic, especially if it's sarcastic, doing something lofty, um, works with that, um, so I think, I mean, as I said before, it's just like the just being true to myself. I've always been someone who's really just trying to push it. I just always want to push the envelope. 
You said something interesting, though. You said it was easier to introduce yourself to people as that. Why is that? Oh. Um, like you said it was easier to like point to this mythos as a thing yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. to not have that. Rather, rather than just be like, yeah, I'm a rapper, uh-huh. like whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I do think... Um, I mean, maybe it's a cop out, but I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm absolving <laughs> myself a little bit of like. Uh, I think people might might take it a little more seriously if it's something a little weirder, it's something a little like more off to be impact. Like, oh, this is I've never heard anything like that before. Sure, there's the other side too, where people are like, "This is weird. It sounds pretentious. I'm yeah. out." Um, but for me, uh, I'm just kind of like, I'm gonna give you. I do this, you know, with friends too. Like, I'm going to give you weirdo 100% from the first time we meet. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm putting up no fronts right now. Yeah. I'm not putting up any facades. Like, so, you know, especially because I'm using my legal name as my rapping name, my first and middle name. I'm just going to, I'm just going to like go, go full Reese Langston from, from the jump. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about that a lot lately too. Um, with new music that's coming out, that's a little different in terms of its um, sound from uh, my previous work. But I think retroactively, it's all gonna it's all gonna like clot together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Be one thing. Yeah. And we also we've like been, I, I guess, tiptoeing around is the phrase that comes to mind when I'm thinking of what I'm saying. But you've Please. been you've been <laughs> beating up against this thing where we're like or unconventionally like what rap is and then then you're saying oh like some people might think what i'm doing is pretentious or whatever so there Mm -hmm. seems like there's this divergence i guess Mm -hmm. in a lot of hip-hop today where there's like i guess what i would say is your type of sound which is sort of like the quieter mumblier Mm -hmm. like more like sound atmospheric sounds sort of stuff and then there's like the other the other sound which is like uh party bangers yeah <laughs> and it's there seems to be these two two sides right mm-hmm. now of like what's a lot of what i hear is being made is being these two things yeah and for sure is is that like a big thing for you or is very, it just a very big thing yeah <laughs> very i mean i'm always of the the philosophy that you know, people sell themselves short that people have like a lot more capacity for kind of being interested in different things or, you know, like understanding more than they think they do. I think a lot of mainstream culture sells people the idea that like, just take the basic, take like, take the elementary and it's fine because like, you don't want to be like those snobby Ivy League elite. You know, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of like modern political discourse the reason someone as uh crazy as the person in the white house was elected is because of this die you know this kind of this anti-intellectualism yeah um that people kind of seek refuge in because they don't want to feel they they want um i don't know it's a very interesting thing um and i think there that that reconciliation of you know kind of something that may be a little more for lack of a better word, thought-provoking um, rather than something immediate and carnal and, you know, uh, hedonistic. I am actively 
especially, I mean, I just keep talking. I'm just really restless on this new project. I really have to put it out as soon as I can. Um, it is really, I mean, I'm, I'm that project that I'm about to put out is, um, it really is trying to reconcile these two worlds. Mm-hmm. It's trying to make something that's hard, like really like it hits you hard. Um, but it has a similar, um, it's not losing the integrity of the lyrics by saying something in a different way. Yeah. Not letting the, 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 the content be dictated by the form. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm always just particularly interested in, in where people draw the line and what they shut off and how much people think they're capable of understanding and how much, um, I don't know, people almost feel feel threatened by other people's creations, mm-hmm. which I've always been thinking about for a while. It's very interesting. Yeah. Like people associate such a, a high level of personal politics to something that they didn't even create themselves. Like the, I, I, the idea of someone being threatened by someone else's art is very, yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, I was, I was talking to someone the other day. I was like, yo, I really like father John Misty's new album. It's pretty tight. Um, Kendrick Lamar's album is also tight. Um, father John Misty's album for me, like it's just more unexpected. I don't listen to that music like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like resonating with it. Not more, but like, it's just something a little more off the cuff. And they were like, oh, that's something you people listen to at a vegan muffin store. I'm like, yeah, but like, I'm sorry. Am I like threatening like your authenticity? Are you afraid to like be friends with someone who likes Father John Misty? Like, is that, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, not to name drop people too, you know, excessively right now. That's really, <laughs> I, I really actively try to avoid that, you know? Um, but it was a perfect example of that where it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, Exactly. People being threatened by uh, art. I think that shows its real power, but it also shows kind of sometimes how ridiculous it is. Um, <laughs> a little bit. It's like, come on, man. But unless it's like some like white power, like rock. I'm not really too, you know, like I'm not really like yeah. going to be going to take that too much to heart. Yeah. You know, unless it's like some like neo-Nazi metal. I'm not. Yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Uh- I mean, not that you don't no, care. I'm, but, I'm in, yeah. No, I'm in, no, I'm in definitely inclined to agree with you. But I think some people would make the argument that art, like, or I'm going to use Father John Misty now, yeah, since yeah, you've yeah. already brought him up. Like, that of course, of pe- course, people, please. <laughs> they're like, artists like Father John Misty, because they're not making art that is, I guess, saying something? I haven't listened to his He's saying, any, a, he's saying a lot, but unfortunately, like, the limits of his privilege you know his inherent privilege mm-hmm. are coming out like it's a, yeah, it's, a, okay. it's a large it's a large statement about the world and <laughs> politics in a very macro way that doesn't take into account intersectionality racism classism you know gender struggle and stuff yeah and so some people would say that because he doesn't do that it is already failing as as mm-hmm. a piece as a piece of music or a piece of art to, huh. to a large group yeah. of people and so because of that it's like ostracizing and so maybe that's like what they're i i but, yeah i do get that um yeah and that's a very interesting thing is it's like um art definitely is not se- you can't separate it from politics yeah um but the same thing is like you should be able to like it as long as you're listening to it yeah like, actively or like like actively being like taking into these considerations, but not all people listen to music exactly. that way I mean, I, you know, do, 
as much as I try not to have it be my first reaction, I do, you know, look at liner notes and lyrics and critique things and, you know, listening to certain things. It's like, oh, you left, you left that out. Mm. You, you didn't think about that. Um, you know, so I do think that's interesting. Wow, I just, we talked a lot about Follow John Misty right now. <laughs> that's gonna, that's what I'm going to be known for now in the future. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God, I didn't think it would, didn't think it would get to this point in my career. <laughs> you want to play another song? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Lord. Okay. I'm going to play something a little more uh, political. resident hairbrain it's kind of popular in like ukraine and shit shouts out to soundcloud pro yeah Atomistic activism with rapacious symbolism. Check out the big ass words, hipster script in eologism. Great bear, we can wait for cheaper pleasure. Seek a breather's continents of assonance. Through neoliberal speakers, truthful travel, bevel, sloping, sediment of metal pedals, flower bring dissension. Love me not. For gentrifying solutions. Cry long, capsize, aggrandize, freedom fries. Foul Franco, Francisco, skies, bell eye, compassion dies. Fortified morticians, practice of in contradiction, dissection, the light in the scalpel, carbon, same rhythms, same snare reverb as beat drops on the populace. Octopus, metropolis, mollusk, rock and dirt, the watchers kiss. Ocean spray, paternal breeze, whiskers glass beneath the freeze. Purple jerky curry, so the top you can appease, yeah. Recycle, please, please, recycle, thank you. Anachronistic and ballistic roach tenements Hell bent on fortifying the means The playback, Algerian hostage Then off you know that boom boom back Selling copyrights to fat cat music video cataracts Special zealot tree hope cheese and cultist needs Please buckle MSNBC chuckle please huh. They say there's a demographic problem What in the basement face a new receiver in that room Direct TV Ben Freebasin Basin package by one get one more The guy and Ahmed Reagan's a Little Semitic mushrooms guys are tripping just for fun uh, Free of mind brush pen over secret bent on his midi making beats, his controller one hit. Simple tits, grip, legit, flip it, the bird, the sample. Who makes a whip and a chain as examples in models to follow? Diction becomes hollow with this new throttle meaning, yeah. And sorrow to believing who the word ain't wrote and smoke for deceiving. But yeah, I hit that. And nervous breakdowns on my personal syntax elapsed. In fact, I found creativity in seeing what I learned. <laughs> that was heavy, man. Hi. Great. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> On to bigger and better things <laughs> than particular artists. <laughs> well, I'll, I guess it it goes back to you. <laughs> it yeah, all goes yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down for anything, as I said. No fronts. <laughs> yeah. Even in like in the in the stuff you're making, 
we because you were talking about um form not dictating content yes. is that's important yeah i think it's a very important thing to keep in mind because it makes your art better because if mm -hmm. you're able to cross lines that people aren't expecting that makes everything more exciting yeah i mean you know like whatever no no idea is original no but <laughs> um i would like to think my experience is is a little original so um the variety of influences i've been able to accrue um what i've been able to teach myself what i've been what i've been taught been able to compact those in something that's like a new kind of configuration yeah that's that's everything to me yeah um i've also been thinking about not letting the form be dictated by the content in a more like maybe theoretical way i've been trying to write a little bit about it but honestly i, I graduated last year i'm not trying to write any more like critical theory or anything <laughs> um the idea of race as form and content oh so um what do you mean like race as an embodied form socialized physical embodied form okay and race as content in terms of uh cultural expression and um i guess cultural expression i don't know what else to 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 turn that as there's something i'm trying to think of right now but i can't necessarily like social identifiers or yeah i mean yeah content in terms of like how that form is then presented projected out projected and understood, and, and projected and then reflected um well that's also fun but um yeah you know so it's like <laughs> it's like this 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 the dancing between those in terms of like kind of uh that concept i'm thinking about that because especially in a, in a genre like rap which is so racialized and yes <laughs> it definitely has the you know um the signifiers are every everything is political I mean, you know, I think any executive at a major label who will tell you it's just about the music when they choose an artist they do to sign. Yeah. Um, it's not. Like, you know, there's a reason. It's about what you represent they're, they're, for yeah. them. Exactly. And it's yeah. like who you're selling. It's the, it's, the, it's the product you're selling. And it's the history of the, of the product and the body that you're selling. Um, and think about race as as form and content when it comes to to, to hip hop is um you know I mean these beats are immediately associated with blackness mm -hmm. to a certain extent you know when it, I feel like when it gets more abstract people have been able to associate that less with it and it's kind of that's kind of been a battleground that no one's hasn't really talked to as much the inherent idea that if you elevate the beat yeah it's it like, becomes less black yeah and it's it's something that's um you know like in it people would say it's like you know it's better yeah um and like the the racial subtext you know i i've read you know i, I would read i would you know look up a track from like 2008 or something like MF Doom featuring Aesop Rock or something, and they'd be like, all oh, these rappers are, are shitty, you know, and they just name a bunch of like alternative white rappers. And it's like, there is a implicit bias and politics to what you're saying mm -hmm. there. Um, and for me, it's been really like, like crucial to kind of, especially looking the way I look, to like be able to 
reconcile those 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 two worlds in a sound particularly realizing that race is form and content so having tracks um that you know i might change one of the tracks i perform to give a little showcase of that to really you know tell people that i'm not just it's not all just theory um you know that something can have a certain level of of sound and then kind of like um not be indebted to a certain like cliche or lyric i mean i've been thinking a lot too about the fact that some words i feel like are addictive to people mm-hmm. when you hear fuck bitch or like you know nigga i can say that word technically so don't think <laughs> you know, i'm just some random person um i only really say that word in context i don't say it over tracks um because uh, it's not really part of my lexicon i didn't grow up with that um but when you have those those you know those those three words that are like you know just like really like one syllable where or that's two syllable um yeah but people feel like they have to say these words to match the uh, yeah i mean i don't even know if people feel they have to say it it's like it's it's almost compulsive it's like yeah. the, it's 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 addictive like people i think when you hear like fuck in a song or bitch in a song like you immediately have something to recognize and like it like i don't know i feel like gets you know the endorphins in your brain working i wouldn't go that far i don't know i'm not a neuroscientist <laughs> but might you know i i do think that like some i do think that there's been a kind of a, a comfort and a convention in using certain words and then you know going past that to using certain images and certain tropes i mean you know people being creative within a certain set of boundaries mm-hmm. young thug is a very creative lyricist but he's like working in like a very Inside narrow narrow box. box yeah um and it's yeah i mean you know at what point do you know is something really is something really not to put a, a a marker on it or try and you know like limit anything, but you know at what point is 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 creativity that creative when it's saying the same things in new ways? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, what yeah, you, you know, you... With, without with, without trying <laughs> to you know like put a value judgment on people, it's just a question I'm, I'm no, offering. It is, it's a good question, and yeah. you're you're saying that like you're trying to render this in the art you make and what is that what is that plan because like i i understand Mm -hmm. like these like social identifiers as like something you can do as an individual but i'm Mm -hmm. not sure what you can do as an artist because like for me i'm not black but i am filipino so i try and present myself in a way that honestly so that i look more southeast asian because i am half white also Mm -hmm. and so i want to be seen as someone Mm -hmm. who is filipino and not because mm-hmm. it's a weird thing when people don't see that part of you for whatever reason yeah. and you're like oh that's kind of weird that you overlooked yeah. this and so i definitely as a person i try to make it easier in quotes for someone to yeah. be like oh they're not all white yeah yeah, yeah which is a difficult journey yeah. <laughs> but no for sure but I mean, like how do you cause, so i get that as like someone as like as a person trying to do that in their daily life mm-hmm. for whatever reason but i don't know how you approach that in like art you make i guess i'll the, the next song i'll play i'll definitely um 
I'll I'll play one song that's the most outright example of that. Okay. <laughs> it's 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 gonna be it's gonna come out in like a month or in two months or so. Um, it'll be it's it'll be a, the one single that's coming out before the project. Um, where it's like Amigos flow, but I'm talking about you know I'm talking about going on LinkedIn and not being able to like update my resume talking about being on the Upper West Side of of uh, New York and being at these parties with all Jewish people and then, you know, transitioning into maybe this abstract concept of someone trying to touch my hair because I'm a safer form of black. So using, <laughs> like, talking about all these concepts, yeah. but saying it in a way that people might associate with uh, 17, 5, same color T-shirt. You know what I mean? Like doing doing um really doing the hard juxtapositions because i think like when it comes to things like race and the ridiculousness of it all um when you do hard juxtapositions of kind of the ridiculousnesses and the contradictions that race has that relies upon uh that in which it relies upon to function as a system you kind of see where it's incongruous and it really doesn't make sense and the, you know you have confusion because there is so much there is it's like trying to search um for polar ends in a gradient and mm -hmm. it's just like you know i think who who said it jay smooth um was this radio host he said something like Man, I can't remember that quote. I used to be like right in my in my my <laughs> mental focus. Yeah, I think it was something to the effect of, um, you know, race um, was created to not make sense, hmm. so that we don't question it. If that makes any sense, you know, if, if that like like you know, if it doesn't make sense and we can't challenge it because it's so such a large contradiction yeah then we're not going to ever be able to deconstruct it yeah it's so, so much so i think yeah like trying to just finagle and bring and really those push those juxtapositions clash yeah. things together um i mean i think it's long overdue i think certain people are doing it there's a lot of artists who are who are doing it i just want to like add my voice to that yeah there's 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 definitely people who are doing it but it's not in the larger conversation mm -hmm. you i would say because like I think there are like individuals who do talk about these experiences, but there isn't like a larger dialogue about being mixed. Mm -hmm. There isn't. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know when true. that'll happen, but I want to hear and see. I, th I more think it, I think it's happening, like but this. it's in like a very, like, it's a very like a uh, kumbaya way. Yeah. And that's that's not that's not how it's gonna be. It's not how like that's that's it's gonna be productive only to like a certain extent, and then it's just gonna. To the extent where it makes you feel better that, like, oh, you're not alone. But, like, yeah. the, no one's talking about the, the complications that arise from living this. Mm hmm Yeah. And the fact that, like, I don't know. I mean, people give up a lot of... I think people give, give, give up a lot of, like, individual... Um, like, thoughts and actions. You know, they, they kind of... They see contradictions, but it's easier because it makes sense too. Mm -hmm. We're back to things. I mean, I have a tattoo right here that's like a, a version of a census form where it asks you what oh. race you are and it has like all the categories. At the bottom, I have checked, don't quit your day job. 
<laughs> and you know, it's not that it's not that I'm one of those people who, when people ask me what are you, I'm gonna get really angry. I that was me like three, four, like like three, four, five years ago. Like I'm totally chilled out. I don't have the energy to do that anymore. Some people do, and you know, kudos to them. But or I don't know. But <laughs> for me, yeah, you know, for exactly. me, for for me, the 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 really thing, the thing is, is like before. I told you, you already had an idea. Yeah. I know that for sure. And you were, and you're asking to get a verification. Exactly. So really, what is this question about? You know, so I think that's definitely. Yeah. Answering, you know, uh, answering a question with a question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, no, I yeah. can't wait to hear <laughs> yeah, I this mean, also, then. Uh, yeah, <sighs> definitely. I can also play you some recorded joints, you know on the speaker when it's all said and done. <laughs> when it's all said and done. Yeah. No, I just, I want more people to tell their stories. Like there's a lot of, I talk to a lot of musicians through this podcast. Yeah, hell yeah. And, and a good portion of them, like I'll ask them what, what they're saying, what the, cause they won't put like, the, they won't put their lyrics up on their band camp or whatever. And I'm like, I want to read it. Let me read it. Mm -hmm. And then I'll ask them, so what's this thing about? And they're like, well, I don't want to like say, cause I don't want to define anyone's definition of what the music is, which I understand that argument, but also I'm always like internally like, dude, like tell your story. Cause like people will see you, we'll see you and we'll understand. We won't reject you. And I'm kind of quoting like this illustrator, like a lot named Richie Pope. Cause he said this and I was like, you're right. Like mm -hmm. people aren't going to reject your art because it's specific. I think they'll embrace it more. I always think that. Right. But so I'm, I'm happy to hear hey, you I'm, doing this thing that I'm very into. I'm happy that, you know, you found use in it because uh, I forget a lot of what I'm doing and it, uh, I sometimes want to just stop. Not stop, but like I just like I want to just run away. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to do Making something that's, that's, you know, I have some some people, you know, tell me to, in very clever ways, they try and tell me to like dumb it down. And uh, I just think when things like that happen, like it really makes me like want to reconsider everything and stop. But then, you know, I just end up diving back into it and I'm like, nah, I'm just possessed by this idea of telling something in a way that is true to me. Because if you did dumb it down, I guess, like it, it, just like, like, like it water it down, not it, even dumb it down, yeah. but just like add, add bold, add just a bunch of like shit into the mix. That's not really It wouldn't there. be good. If it's not what you want to say, it wouldn't mm -hmm. be good. I, yeah, I don't think I'd be able to like have as much passion behind my words, Yeah, you know, like have as good performances when I'm recording it or, or performing it, um, you know, cause like you have to. You have to believe when you do when you do these things. You have to believe whether that's like through an instrument. You you know when people say that player has really good feel, it's like it's because they believe in it. You yeah, know? <laughs> I mean I know it's kind of coming to that point where it's like you know like just believe. But you know it, it's true. It's true, man. Cliches hold fruit. They hold or hold water or they hold they <laughs> cliches hold, hold cliches. They hold, they're cold, They hold fruit water. Yeah. <laughs> and the, bear fruit damn it that's what it means yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> and, and watering it down like you're you're not even it's it's difficult to even like think of your music in that those sort of terms because you 
you use language and sound like so like essentially like everything feels like it has purpose and like it's supposed to be there Tight. even Tight. even <laughs> even if it's at, at to the point where it's like abstracting yeah uh i, I guess a, a greater meaning that someone could parse like it even feels like you're saying words in such a way that you're trying to hide the meaning of them mm. like and then yeah. and then you even have like a line that you've said yes like cope by hiding it in art and yeah. i feel like that is uh, part of that love that line it's a good line <laughs> um, uh can you speak to any of that at all <laughs> yeah i mean for me writing is rewriting mm-hmm. that is a um as a thing people say about writing yeah, absolutely writing is rewriting and um and i'm definitely when it comes to music i definitely like the idea of loops as much as they do drive you crazy you get loopy um idea of getting in a you know if you will like a feedback loop of of thought and really being able to just go go down that tunnel um when it comes to writing stuff you know i'll really sit on things for a while sometimes if things will come out fully formed in an hour um you know maybe like 20 bars or come out fully formed in an hour i'll be able to work with it sometimes i'll i'll be sitting on something for a year and remember it because i remember one line mm. like i'm gonna go back to that and then suddenly it fits to a beat i i, I made later two months ago yeah um but i've always i think my main skill in writing has always been um being able to create joints so things might be fragmented and it might Sometimes, you know, things come out with clear syntax and I still make sure that those everything has a form and function. Um, but a lot of the times things will, I'll find pieces that I know really work together and, you know, somehow, you know, through being able to just techni- have, having technically worked on my rapping mm-hmm. as vocal percussion for so long, um, I'm able to then morph that to a beat and really figure out, you know, the, the rhythms and the notes in between everything. And then work to create those joints, whether that's a conjunction or even like a whole new concept that just creates uh, a line between two blocks of words. I'm going to um, clarify yeah. for a moment. So yeah. when you, when you say joints, you mean like... Oh yeah, I I'm guess. sorry. I'm speaking really. I'm speaking like in a metaphorical terms. Like if you think about like stanzas or verses uh-huh. as limbs. Okay. And you're creating joints between, between parts them. of okay. those limbs. That's what I thought. Because like, because the way you use sound, it feels like like even when you were like uh, when we were setting up the sound before we started recording this, you were doing the beginning of that. I forget which what the song title is, but you're doing that one song. Early defector. Yes, and <laughs> <laughs> and. I hear it on on the record version and for some reason watching you make like the sounds that aren't words was was very like strange for me to to see because Oh, you're talking about mixed media. Yes. Yeah, that one. No, that, that is one. the one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. It was strange for, strange for me to see. Yeah, that one. Absolutely. Cuz like 
for some reason when I hear it on the recorded version, I'm like, oh, it, it he he worked on that and like kind of like put things together. But then to see you actually like just make all those sounds all in a row, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you shiver down. Well, that song in particular, there, then there's moments, you know, there's really there's there's moments when things just spill out. Mm-hmm. And that song, I'm glad you brought that up. And I believe I mentioned earlier, Parallel Syntax, I was mentioning the process of that song. Sometimes things really spill out. And I mean, the reason other people hear them is because everything feels essential. You know, if, if things spill out all the time, but if they don't feel essential, I'm not going to put it out. You know, obviously. <laughs> um, but mixed media though, I mean, I made that beat in like an hour and then had eight bars of a verse and was just I just freestyled a chorus and like my second take and a bridge and everything and all, the whole structure of everything and I wrote the whole song in like two hours um so sometimes it's just I think those moments have become a lot rarer for me now I think maybe because I'm I'm I'm, I'm overthinking a lot also because I'm just not in in the same space of uh clarity i have a lot of songs i need to actually record there's just too many songs bouncing in my head right now but moments like that you know um happen where i think you get to a point where you have a lot of experience working with variables and then things just match up Mm. somehow they just just match up um and on mixed media that was definitely the case things things matched up um really effortlessly yeah like watching you do i'm like oh it was effortless Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i don't know it was very strange just to see you say it rather than to hear it and for think and i don't know there's something Mm -hmm. about actually seeing you perform that versus Mm. listening to it because for some reason there was like this division happening in my brain between you as a person as an individual versus the whole created object and i don't know what that is but um, that's something that people have noticed. Um, they said that people have always been surprised at how well the music translates live. Um, because I feel like, um, I don't know, some people just get this concept that if something isn't extremely bombastic, it can't work live, especially in something that is like a two-track process where it's mm-hmm. an instrumental queued up and then a, a vocal. Um, and I don't know. I don't know why people think it works, why I could you not, why it works. Um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I really get intimate with my material. So, like, <laughs> it's just, it just somehow works. Um, then, I mean, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, but definitely for me, live, live music is, um, I think, where it's best, where, where I'm at my best. Um, that's performing good. live. <laughs> I said, yeah, honestly, that's, that's where, that's what I, like, yell, someone take me on tour. Like, let's go. Like, I'm, I'm so down. I'm so down. Just take me on tour. Um, and, uh, I'm always, uh, enthusiastic to just like be in a room with people or be in a room with two people, you know, or be in a room with 200 people. It doesn't matter. Um, and just see like what wiggle, where I can wiggle with a certain song because mm-hmm. I play I mean I listen to my music a lot you know I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna front I like I like my music I don't listen to it 
like that much, but I listen to it here and there. I, I only make music I want to listen to myself. That's that's good. that's how it should be. Um, <laughs> In an ideal world, and, that's how you, yeah. you should like your own art. <laughs> so, you know, I hear it, I've heard it enough, and I just like kind of like to figure out where I can where I can wiggle and like you know what modulation I can do within that within what's already been laid down forever yeah whatever forever means. officially <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah it's bad it's it's a it's a weird concept that the recorded version is the is your official version in, yeah rather rather than the one that's breathing and changing isn't the one that's the most true hmm. maybe that's in due to if you want to get all communist about it that might be due to a major label ownership of master recordings and kind of the precedent that that sets. Mm. The fact that, you know, owning your master recordings is, um, you know, like, is a thing. So, you know, people think like, oh, this is, you know, like the one product. I mean, that's the larger trend in art too. I mean, you know, whereas before the photograph or whatever, um, you know, like, I guess replicas of of paintings and stuff could be you know have a lot of value um but now because of uh i guess you know how quickly or portraits I'm, what, what am i trying to say you know like like the modern just art of you know art in the modern sense kind of being fascinated with the original having yeah. the original and because the, there's so, so much able to be replicated um, whereas I don't know, I, like before the advent of the photograph, that's again is talking about, you know, kind of very Western teleology and timeline. Well, yeah. And even before that, it yeah. was just like the written word as a concept, like being able to uh, uh-huh. put things down officially on a stone tablet. Like mm-hmm. that was, that was when people were like, oh, we can record things accurately. And that is the way. It should be, and that that that's also like a Western concept because it totally throws away the idea of oral tradition as being like a very real way to pass down information. Yeah, and and there being the inherent change in that. The inherent know, change being uh, part of what it is. Part, yeah, exactly. But yeah. Well, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I do think. Um, I think we see that a lot in, um, you know, kind of just how music in the modern sense is uh, infatuated with dead artists. Um, I think people feel like maybe they they don't have the original because they can never see the artist live, mm. or like you mm. know whatever the real authentic, you know, the authentic artist experience. That's all conjecture, <laughs> you know. What I mean? just, no, we're we're just yeah, we're just shooting this. Shit, <laughs> no, yeah, definitely like the idea that. Because you can't see them, mm-hmm. uh, now there's value. There's an inherent value placed on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I'm just thinking, I'm always thinking, like, yo, like, if I if I die tomorrow, will like, will my art just go up in value? And I'm I have no suicidal thoughts. <laughs> do not want to die. I got a lot of shit I want to do. But you know, it's interesting. I mean, there's that, and not an ego death, but there is ego comma death. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> ego comma death yeah um, it's uh it's, it's it's fascinating it's fascinating and our fascinations are fascinating 
Can you play another thing, please? Yeah. I'm going to play that Migos, Reese Langston stuff. I don't Great. know why I keep mentioning Migos as the as our as our baseline, but um <laughs> you know, people need to in sometimes. They need a So this one's called Jesus of Los Feliz. I grew up in an area called uh, Los Feliz, um or Los Feliz, but people there call it Los Feliz cuz puro gringos. Um, it's Los Angeles. Yeah. Not, um, not, not Los, Los Angeles. Yeah. Um <laughs> and um yeah, man. Shouts out to my friend Mantra who produced this one. Um, I do work with some producers sometimes, so holla at you, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. All right. Never let's go. Yeah. Undermining overthinking all the time. You know it's true. You know it. Legend by Vogel by Fakati Girls and we signed you Yo, we signed you Emo game of fleet dependency for the corporal For the corporal Was finna complete my sentence for a miss They were at the door They were at the Application I submitted Rejection that time was due It was due Having a data resume Make it work the a year or two In a year or two Linked in profile as a day Notifies me of openness Too bad I got openness Glaze of the eyes of a color The socialized media blue Yeah Thousand likes, fickle, social probe, social probe. Uh, Facebook, algorithm, indie rap, truth, motherfucker. I was Jesus, Allah's fearless before the sun gave you. My noose was in my black temple, collecting illidans low. Uh -huh, yeah, 360 flips and not chicken fried chips. Can't talk, comp, corner grip. In the port, get gold across the way. Coming college grad, country bill. Yeah, raise the pitchforks for that move to Hollywood and Lamert. I'm with bigger breadcrumbs. Now fat, free, white, guilt, check, Buddha thump. Before my tip of ticket, run your bagels along, going 25th. Uh, Acclimatizing judges, politics, and up the west side, dinner party trips. So, huh, here became becoming all fact. Intact, attack, outstretched, pella fingers to the side. Wouldn't touch that safe black. Don't touch it. Uh, uh, I'm birthing that same nurse, bones, man. Now all turn to rap. Yo, it turn to rap. Gave way to conjunct the musings and possibilities following that. Uh, Outrage, made it, respect your sound, social media blast Searching for the face to match, on the Google Jane Poon map Till I return, I'ma saw that, yeah Undermining, overthinking all the time, you know it's stupid You know it Lending by Fogo, by Vicente, girls, it was signed you Yo, we signed you Emo, game of fleet, fantasy for the cover move For the cover But then they complete my sentence, if I can miss, they will have to do They will have to Yeah <laughs> I like that. That's Thank you. good. Thank you. <laughs> you you were saying that you're trying to push the way you perform. What are you thinking about? Um, so I did early earlier this year, beginning of the year. I did four performances with my bass, um, uh, where I was like playing the bass and like singing slash rapping at the same time. Very hard, mainly because I am a proficient bassist but by no means like good mm. um i you know i i when i play bass over tracks i play like four bars and like get the best four bars and loop it <laughs> um and then cut it that way um so i'm trying to do more of that i really want to find a way to because i'm in a fortunate position to know how all my tracks work be able to somehow arrange things on the spot be able to drop elements out and like do arrangements on the fly where i can maybe if an audience likes a chorus more, 
I don't have to be indebted to like stopping it there, you know, like, cause that chorus, it's like that song that I just played is, is chorus, long ass verse, chorus. Mm-hmm. And if someone like wants me to like, if I want to like do something creative and like have the beat right out and then like go back in and be like, oh, no, 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 you know, like, um, having some element of control in that way. So even changing like the, the, the form of the song to match the yeah i mean i think you know like bands do that all the time like that's the natural element of just you know bands play live versions versus um things and they they do breakdowns and they have like jams True. on stage yeah um be, being able to do that i do that too you know i'll just like i'll maybe bust into a freestyle at a show um but i do think you know as i've been able i i've started since using the sp404 like um for over a year now that's added an element where i can do little knob effects and you do some type of like you know triggering on here um that has added a level of dynamics and like um i think added a layer of 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 i guess dynamics is the no i'll just i'll use that word again to a performance that a lot of rap doesn't have because mm-hmm. it's really like a DJ and a, hype, a DJ hype man and like rapper. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just uh, more elements of, of control and being able to um, just do the unexpected. I think that's really, really where I want to go. Um, so that may come, you know, in terms of bringing my laptop on stage, um, you know, using a, a logic session while I plug it into here, maybe having my base for one or two things, like being able to have like a MIDI controller, just like pluck some notes or some samples um, to, I don't know. I think that's going to take a while before I can get to that level. Fortunately, like people seem to really like just SP effects and voice. So I don't think like anyone's knocking down my door. They're like, your stuff is stale. <laughs> um, it's more me trying to push myself. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I think starting playing the bass, um, was just good. It was good. It was good to do that because I I did it as a headliner at like two or three shows. Um and it was not the best performance, but I was unapologetic. Uh actually pretty sarcastic and I was like, "Fuck you guys. I don't care. I'm I'm play like shit. I don't care." You know, I do that like and people laughed. So I think Yeah, people love it. Being able to, <laughs> being, being able to um have a certain type of uh I don't know, just like element of newness and being able to have, having been able to have that first initial like experiment, um, I'm, I'm interested to see where to go. I almost lost myself there and that's in that final sentence, but <laughs> <laughs> we, we pulled through, we pulled no, through. It, yeah. It's interesting to see what you do because, cause like SB the more does the thing with the, his guitar yeah, and he has that like bit, that song where it's like, there's crowd work and I'm like, what's happening? And so yeah. I hate everyone. Yeah. yeah. And I was blown away by that. So <laughs> I th- yeah, I think definitely trying to subvert the expectations of what the audience thinks you're going to do mm-hmm. at a hip hop show. Mm-hmm. Cause there's different conventions for different types of shows too. Oh, hell yeah. So. Hell yeah. Yeah flipping those around will be interesting flipping those around yeah doing those unexpected ways i mean i think playing something uh you know that may be like more boom bappy mm-hmm. and then switching to like you know that last song i played you know just doing stuff like that 
taking people off guard i think yeah changing it's a, it's the, a, the like the natural the natural order of yeah. like what someone ex- would expect after a certain type of song in a larger sense you know it's not letting you know kind of the form and the content be a slave to one another back to that yeah <laughs> um yeah I, definitely i mean i i i come from a performance background not in any formal training but just lineage and people around me so um i'm always trying to like find ways to to bring new elements you know i i i, I kind of like am starting to do like little bits of stand-up in between my uh <laughs> my songs and like people just bust out laughing and i bring like you know just like pages of poems and i'll just like start reading i was i was considering bringing a short story i wrote and just like after like the live is song just like putting on some fake reading glasses and being like and he opened the door that would be perfect was, you know, like, i would i'd be so into that <laughs> yeah I mean, that'd be great and like if uh, it would be it has to be immediate also yeah like the fact like you have to go straight from that one thing <laughs> The light has to change, and you have to have your glasses on like three seconds after you finish yeah. that song. Maybe you put on like a corduroy vest or something. Or yeah. Something, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that'd be good. That'd be good. Dumb. We need more. I think poetry is also like a good thing to have be- between sets at a show. Like I have a, I have an acquaintance. She's my friend's friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. she's like the like the LA Youth Poet Laureate, and I'm like you need to be at more shows. Like, you're so good. <laughs> yeah. Your voice is so strong. Better than most writers I know. Like, very, like, honestly. Like, she's been doing this for so long. And she's, like, 19. She, like, started writing poetry when she was, like, like 11 or something. And I'm like, yeah. this is why you're good at your craft. That's not real. <laughs> but I, I want her to do more live shows, like, and rather than having it because i know she's battling with this thing where like because people don't go to see like people read poetry they don't but people go to see music and so i think bringing those things together to subvert your expectation of what a show is or what Mm -hmm. can be i think sorry no you can touch the pillow if you want to (laughs) but i think that like will make the art better for everyone and the experience better because it's just more things to look at and to hear i don't know no Uh, um, more people expressing themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely. I I I put out when I had um, the record release for uh, Full Frontal Incumbent, which you know was put out through my own label, <laughs> whatever the heck that means. <laughs> um, I had it at my backyard actually. Oh and yeah. There was like, someone started out doing, um, kind of like Portis Heady, like meets like kind of beat scene mm-hmm. singing um and then we had my friend who did like kind of like chill wave r&b friend did some folk rock and the homie did rap and then it was me doing like avant-garde eclecticism meets saw williams meets rich homie kwan you know um <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, definitely a, a kind of uh, what's the word like variety show platforms. Um, yeah, I'm interested in bringing those bringing those into the fold. But I'm yeah, it's just it's very interesting trying to curate curate live events because I've had some experience doing that. 
Um, and if honestly, if, if I'm not in control of it, then shit, I'll just be a variety show as my set. You should I'll just be like five different people for over, That'd be cool. over the course of 30 minutes. That'd be cool. That's a, that's a direction I'd like to see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's often how my live set goes. So yeah. if you ever, if you ever catch one, I'm sure you'll be enthused. Yeah. Enthused. <laughs> I'm always looking to play more. What's uh, your favorite song that you've written for yourself? Oh, this is hard. <laughs> this is a this is a new question I introduced at the end of the show because I don't really ask people that, but I think yeah. it's an interesting interesting thing. Like, what do you like the most of the things you've made? I like I've like six songs that I really like, but let me choose between those. <laughs> <laughs> this is really hard. Oh, God. All right, you have to give me a moment. I'm just gonna think. It's okay. Honestly, I was gonna say something else, but "Reflections for a Fly by Night," the last track off my last album. Why? I think um, more than anything, it was me just like being honest, and it's a very personal track too. Even though it was, as per usual, it's kind of a little hard to wrap your finger around, your head around. Um, that project was definitely, I mean, that song was definitely me overcoming something personally through writing it and not realizing it until after the song was finished. You know, it's definitely. That's how that goes often. Yeah, I called it a dirge to self-doubt. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Say so, goodbye to it. Exactly. Sending it off into its grave. Yeah. Um, That's also the one where I actually remember the line from it. So yeah, it says, exactly. says, says something to it. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I think just it's one of the more unique tracks too. Mm-hmm. I don't, I have no idea how I made that beat. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's just like it. And I don't even know what genre that you could term that as. Cause it's not really rap. It's, 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 it's rapping, but it's not, you know, it's like, it's almost like rhyming verse, yeah. rhyming poetry. And there's like singing that is a little bit like, Indie, indie rock-ish, if you could call it that. Um, and I just think, like, it's the arrangement. I did a, a pretty decent job of making something pretty unique where, like, there's after the second verse, there's that dropout, and they just hear the sample cue, sample cue, and then things kind of swirl back up into this. It goes from, like, really minor to, like, something kind of major even though I don't know anything on music theory, that's what it sounds like. And it goes from like, to like, meh, you know? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, very proud of that song. I think when I'm dead, people are going to like that song. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. just, just, oh my God, I'm too much. Um, <laughs> okay, and then what's uh, the best show you've ever played? And, and... What's the weirdest thing that's ever happened at a show? Right. Um, best show I ever played. Honestly, I would... Uh, it's between... So I would have said it was the one where I opened up for Heems. Um, but nah. <laughs> that wasn't as good as... This show I had at... Um, in Chinatown for my friend's event, uh, Backbeat LA, in early January. 
of this year. Um, and it was just perfect. I mean, I was dating someone at the time and like her parents came and they were like, they're really, really into it. Um, and that was kind of cool. Like they were like, Oh my gosh, like we, we thought you were just messing around when you were made, you, know, you said you made me. So I was like, yeah, I actually, the moment when some, someone like you don't know actually like sees the art you make. Oh, and they're like, Oh, it's, it's actually good. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I um, wasn't kidding around. I've been doing this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And the whole time the crowd was just like into it. I dropped this one, I dropped this one track. Um, one of the things that's unreleased, and like the bass hit, and like it kind of just like people were into it, and they were like, hey, 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 hey. And like people were like literally. I was making people dance, and then after the track finished, they were like, "But he was saying something though. But he was saying something though." <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's just cool. Feeling. Yeah, that's cool. It's like yeah, I can you know, make make you know exactly. Don't be, don't be limited, you know what I'm saying? Um, weirdest thing that ever happened. <sighs> Probably getting my, my, getting my set cut short because someone stole the cash box. Oh. Some bloods like banged on some people um, oh. outside of this show. And uh, I was going to get paid like two, 200 bucks. And then, like, my set was cut out short because, like, hella people left after that happened um, due to the fact that, like, people were going to start fighting, you know, over trying to get the money. Um, weird. Yeah. Really tragic, honestly. Because um, I was, I needed that money. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was sucked because, yeah. like, there was actually a really, it was, like, amazing crowd. Um, and then I just noticed, like, right before I was going on, like, everyone was disappearing. Like by the time before, I was like, like ten people in the audience. Hmm. It's like again, <laughs> ten people again. Again. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That 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 part. Hmm. Okay. You feel good. I do. You good? Thank you for coming out here. Yeah, of course. Where can people uh, find the music on the internet? Uh, you can find it at Lankstonia.org. L-A-N-G-S-T-O-N-I-A. Lankstonia.org. You may also find me at SoundCloud slash Reese Langston. That's R-H-Y-S-L-A-N-G-S-T-O-N. R-H-Y-S-L-A-N-G-S-T-O-N. Um, you can find me anywhere if you just search my name, Reese Langston, too. Somehow, the Google has brought me to the front of my name search. So, yeah, you know. The only Reese Langston people are looking for. I'm also on, like, Spotify and iTunes, but those are just fronts. That's <laughs> that's all just a Ponzi scheme. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, every every time anyone I bring up, or I bring up the uh, where can people find you online, it's it's the SoundCloud or Bandcamp. Yeah, and then also iTunes, Spotify, whatever. It, yeah, that part that part mumbled because yeah. we all know that it's it's like nothing. It's useless. It's only really like cool if you're like have a publicist who's yeah. like actively getting you sales. If you can afford a publicist that already says something, <laughs> right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, and also Bandcamp, reeslangston.bandcamp.com. Do you want us? Do you want us to direct people to langstonia.org as the pref preferred link? Mm, no SoundCloud. 
SoundCloud? Okay. SoundCloud is chill. We'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, can you play us out with one more? I was just about to ask. I was just about to ask if it was going to end after that one. But, you know, we're going to do something a little bit known because I did one song that was unknown, two songs that were known, and one song that was a little old. So we're going to do something that's a little more fresh, you know what I'm saying? Jolly good. This is called Mixed Media of uh, Forefront and Incumbent and Incongruous Mixtape. Um, aggressively ethnically ambiguous my quote unquote debut album is coming probably first week of August if not sooner proximity filling me inside back of lines I've never felt this forgotten when I'm inside my own do you think we should go far, far away? How much time do you have? Mixed media, Langstonia, came to breathe, puck it up, kiss never so, feet to toes, acrylic rhythm bow, wax mold, dream for, encaustic lump, canvas the neck, Gallagher shirt, castle Public solitude, test tubes for suicides Up the mental nature of the pistol Steal your mind from the breaker For I never felt this way about my yeah. What should we do while we're there? Never felt this way about the approach of the Black modes, strip, screw, salt Acrylic rhythm to a hole, yeah, it's some spot and show that that corner store stronghold, watch, shat, cardiac, deconstructs the intel, <laughs> that same heart, relegated to reactions, full being is abstracted and pursued to the counterfactions, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that karma cause parts in action, that's only for the treatises, for the crack chest, that's just the deep secrets. Proximity 
back of lines I've never felt this stronger than when I'm inside my own. Yeah. Thank you. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> cool. Look at this guy over here doing singing stuff now. He's a rapper, he's a singer, he's a poet, whatever. It's great. It's great. Thank you for listening to The Living Room. This week, our guest was Reese Langston. You can find the music online at soundcloud.com slash Reese Langston. The Living Room was created by Lucas Cathy and Karina Taylor, recorded by Matt Sturgis and Jeremy Scott at the Palisades, and produced by Hannah Mraz. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever podcast app you happen to prefer. If you have questions or would like to chat with us, email thelivingroompodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Special thanks goes to the residents of the Palisades for dealing with our noise. And of course, thank you for listening. We'll leave that in. Please, I'm asking you, Hannah. Please don't. I want it to end where it normally ends. Hannah, how's Germany? <laughs>